on this here episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. This ah. is a western now. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> After reuniting with an old partner. You met up with your old friend Durgamir, who Viverwin and Nug know. He's an old friend. He attended the party that you had at the High Mountain Society with you guys. Well, you overheard about some magical mishappenings in a place called the Alderwood in Kaidwin. And making friends with a company of dwarves. <laughs> oh crap, we've become the friend makers again. <laughs> Our little posse hits the road and heads for Kaidwin. Let's go. Let's go. You set out. Um, cue montage. <laughs> Get ready for a rootin' tootin' witchering expedition. Uh, now I need a mod for The Witcher 3 that just adds a cowboy hat to Geralt. Yeah. <laughs> now. Boy, what a special day we have today. We have, for the first time on the show, our first guest appearance. By the first time we've ever mentioned him... Micah, you it's, guys. It's, wait, who's the first the time we've ever met him? Listen, you guys don't know much about Micah, Mister Audience. No, that's not right. <laughs> Excuse audience. me, audience. I tried to add like uh, a thing before, and it just doesn't work for audience, Master Audience, <laughs> Master Audience. Uh, you guys haven't heard of Micah before, but let me tell you, this guy is horny, and he's into he's horrible. Court, I don't know why uh, we have games. him on You're this horrible. episode. Let me tell you, I came on this show for one thing. Thing, and that was to defend my honor. I've been accused of a lot. Of, I'm not <laughs> and they were all true. Uh, they were all true. Well, Micah, you know, last time you teased us a little bit. You talked about how you're a big slut for Westerns. I um, am. Despite your slick, you know, hipster aesthetic that you, you just, <laughs> you love yourself a Western. All of us in this room it's know just, this all too well. It's just hipster with cowboy too well. hat and spurs. There are a lot of inside jokes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just hipster with a different mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of inside jokes that we may or may not get to over the course of this uh, bit. But uh, I'm curious, Micah. I, I think you've mm. told me this before, but to go on record... Uh, as someone who is a connoisseur of westerns, <sighs> so what are like, let's say, your Don't top three westerns that you've Ooh. seen? Hold on, hold on. Let's let's make this. Mike is our special guest, but like, hmm. can everybody do their top western? Sure. Close. But Micah well, knows Western, so he can yes, give us exactly. a few. <laughs> you've got to have seen at least one. Don't shake your head. Rango. <laughs> uh, she's not seen Rango. Mandalorian. Uh, honestly. Rango is a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Rang- Rango is uh, one of the movies that is not a Western, but is absolutely a Western. There's, <laughs> it, it's just unapologetic about it, too. Just very open and honest that it is employing a lot of the specifically spaghetti Western tropes and has the man with no name show up in it as well. Spoiler, oh, that's actually. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, but What was his name but, again? <laughs> oh, it depends. Uh, it could be Joe, could be Mako, could be Blondie. I are we I talking about you, the lizard? I thought you were about to say could be Joe, could be Mama, and <laughs> that was what I thought you were going. Uh, so I, I would say my what makes the top three westerns for me 
are not incredibly or well are yeah i don't think that they're they incredibly original answers original. they're pretty they're pretty stereotypical answers but because right. they're just phenomenal phenomenal westerns and so the top three for me uh, top one is probably the searchers with john wayne okay um the second one would probably be now for anyone not just intimately familiar with the westerns are are, are, are probably familiar to some extent with uh clint eastwood's dollar well sergio leone's um <laughs> dollars trilogy that feature clint eastwood yeah we all as we, the man with no name yeah of course um, even if most, you don't know westerns very right. well you, you can recognize that mug right exactly and and what is typically the most beloved is the good, the bad, and the ugly oh, from that trilogy. Yeah. And it's great, but I think that my personal favorite from that, and that would be number two for a few dollars more. Okay. I, I love Fistful of Dollars. I absolutely love the good, the bad, the ugly. Just classic, classic movie. But um, for a few dollars more, for me, just really, really gets me. The mm -hmm. scene specifically that I love so much about, actually, this is probably my favorite out of the two. I, I've seen a lot of Westerns. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this scene where it is just absolutely ridiculous. And, and, and it, it's this kind of beautiful moment in westerns where they veer almost into fantasy for a moment mm -hmm. um, of where uh, Van Cleef's character and Clint Eastwood's character are basically having a dick measuring contest <laughs> and they are sh basically just like showing off their gun skills and they shoot a hat into the air and then continue to shoot it further and further and further <laughs> up into the air to the point of where it is absolutely absurd, but it's so dang good. <laughs> um, it's so great. Oh, it's man. just, it's so great. It's so cheesy, but uh, it's fantastic. And what, what's your number three? Number three, num number three, I, honestly, it's not a movie. And it was something that somebody mentioned maybe 15 seconds ago, but the Mandalorian is uh, just makes me so happy and is one of the, I don't know that you can say this critically or objectively, but for me is one of the greatest pieces of Western film to exist. Like and modern it's day. not. Well, yes, it, 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 it has to be modern because it plays on so many tropes that have been established for the past like 60 years. Right. More than that, honestly, like 80 to, to be more accurate. But um, it's just really great. It is Din great. Djarin, he's just a fucking cowboy. And it's, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. I won't give any spoilers, but there is a moment and Derek, you and I talked about this right after it happened in the episode right. of where there's a standoff in the middle of a town at what is a basically high noon. Oh, and you yeah. hear the chimes of a fight going off. And to me, just kind of is like the church bell ringing. Mm -hmm. And um, then there's silence 
and the character that Din Djarin is facing off against, whose name I can't remember, says something to the effect of like, it looks like your side won. And Din Djarin just stands there. And he's like, seems like. And that's so fucking cowboy. It's so <laughs> good. Uh, so that would probably be my top three. Oh, those are, that's a good pick. Now, I know, uh, unlike our resident Western lore expert extraordinaire, Micah, uh, not all of us are as well-versed in Westerns. So I was going to go uh, around the room here and say what is your most, like, either your favorite Western movie, if you have seen some and you know them, or western adjacent piece of media uh, i'll go first to kind of set the scene here so i used to like watching westerns when i was in like college um growing up my grandpa liked westerns my grandpa on my mom's side liked westerns but i was too small to pay attention to them and then i got into them for a brief stint in college but i honestly can't remember the names of the different ones because i kind of just binged them uh, uh so i couldn't tell you any particular none of them stood out to me particularly but a movie that does stand out to me that is kind of from the same era. It's not quite a Western proper. Uh, I, I don't know if any of you have seen, I think Drow watched this with me, uh, support your local sheriff. I've heard of it. <laughs> it yeah. is such a good movie. Now it's not a full Western. It's set in the West. It has some Western tropes. Uh, it came out, I think in the like late sixties, early seventies. So it's definitely in the heyday of the Western. Um, but it's not necessarily, proper sitting in the genre but it plays on the tropes so much and it's so funny it's right. just it's really funny it's actually on youtube for free to watch with ads um right now if you, if anyone wants to watch it and i i love that movie i watched it as a kid thought it was hilarious and it was one of those where i watched it again as an adult and i was like is this gonna hold up and it absolutely did it's mm-hmm. just yeah. so good it's a western parody it's really great yeah it's just a, it's a parody but it's really well done um another one didn't quite hold up as much uh that i watched as a kid and i would call western adjacent is five goes west oh five goes west <laughs> you were talking about them shooting up the hat in the dick measuring contest like in five goes west there's a scene where they like they all have guns they have slingshots and they're like shooting one of the slingshots up in the air like someone's been disarmed and they keep knocking it higher and higher it's so funny i love five will goes west doesn't hold up as much it's got some unfortunate tropes uh in it and honestly as much as i enjoy don bluth's animation style as an adult i I have a hard time watching it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but I love those two. There's more I could go into. You mentioning Mandalorian just gets me ready to talk for hours about that show. <laughs> um, show. Why don't we go around the room? Any Anyone want to go first? I'll on, take it. Yeah, okay. I actually thought of a Western that I like. Oh, yeah. Um, I like Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. The original. Oh. Forget oh, all yeah. the stuff the little for the little girls. I mean, like oh. the original movie. It was a pretty yeah, movie. Man. Mm. It's like one of those ones that you forget DreamWorks can make something that beautiful. Horse with eyebrows. <laughs> it works, though. A good I also pick. like The Mandalorian. So expressive. Yeah. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. I'm with you, Mike. I feel like The Mandalorian, it is, you know, first and foremost, Star Wars, but it is as Western as you get okay. within that In IP. In sci-fi. It yeah. is not... It's not Star Wars. <laughs> it is a thin veneer of Star Wars over a Western. That is true. A- Thin veneer. It's just sci-fi. It's just Western paint with a sci-fi brush, and I love it for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Spirit. It, that's that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Drow, you got any? I already said it. 
Rango. 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 Uh, I need to I watch. I need to Rango. watch Rango. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched any proper westerns in a very, very long time. I remember that when I watched it years and years and years and years ago, Tombstone. I really enjoyed. Oh. But if I had yeah. to choose one that I actually know well, I don't know how western adjacent you would say this is. But for you some say reason, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not taking this seriously. But for some reason, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou popped into my mind. Okay. Okay, uh, and I, I have I think that, that yeah, I have watched Oh Brother Where Art Thou so many times. It's a ridiculous movie, and I love it. Okay, okay. Now the reason uh, I don't know how many of these have, these gaffes have made it into the final cut, but the reason Tremors keeps coming up <laughs> is uh, there's a there's a long running uh, in joke in our in our friend group here about westerns. Um, I. <laughs> There's a lot of lore here, and Micah, you feel free to jump in. Um, <laughs> Let's keep it I simple. Will. You ask yourself during the conversation, do I want Micah to leave this conversation happy? And if the answer is no, you just say Trimmers is a Western. Yeah, but I'm trying to set up the lore <laughs> to where where we get to Trimmers, right? I, um, I'll take a shot at trying to set it up, because an Anytime lore, what built up to that has always been a very traumatic experience to me. So I remember it pretty well. <laughs> okay. Um, so the the group knows that I love Westerns, that I love the character of right. the cowboy. I love the character of the outlaw and they're great stories. Anyways, I don't know what initially started this off but there are, or, or what initially set off the conversation to where we started talking about um, movies that are not Westerns, but are Westerns, like like Logan, for example. Right. Is, is something that is generally accepted as a Western, even though it's a movie about, um, about Wolverine, about a superhero. Right. Um, it plays on a lot of the same tropes, uses the same similar themes, and it does so very respectfully, I think. Right. Um, respectfully. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Respe respectfully. I, I think they do it pretty respectfully. Okay. Um, and so then this led into conversation about other movies that are not Westerns, but are Westerns, such as... Um, uh, people who enjoy westerns might get upset with me saying that this isn't one because it absolutely is but no country for old men for example mm -hmm. it, it, it's hard to write a modern western just because we are so far removed from the culture that made uh westerns relevant whenever they were being written right and general ideology around like what it means to be masculine or what it means to be proud of X, Y, and Z, right? And so we, we're far removed from that. So it's difficult to write something that approaches those topics respectfully, but also approaches them realistically. In a way, modern audiences can relate to. Right. In a way that modern audience, audiences can relate to and in a way that is morally appropriate, I guess. Okay. Um, anyways, and so that that then kicks off this conversation about other movies that are not Westerns that are Westerns. And so <laughs> it has become this long-standing question of, like Derek said, or, or Jacob said, whichever one of you said it, like, 
30 <laughs> seconds ago of, do you want Micah to leave this conversation happy? <laughs> Ask him if a movie that is blatantly not a Western is a Western. Well, here, let me back up because, because yeah, yeah, go ahead. we started the, the, these Western conversations started like, I want to say like a year or two ago. Um, but the big catalyst where it used to just be like something we talk about every now and then, like semi-seriously, but then the big catalyst to where it became a meme in our friend group is you got started on Star Wars as a Western. And if what if Qui-Gon was an outlaw, was an a outlaw? law man. Oh my God. And you were very inebriated. I was at very the time. drunk. Yes. <laughs> and you sent me and Drow like, I forget. I couldn't. I had. You sent us a Snapchat. It was collectively like had to be 20 to 30 minutes. Honestly. You sent a Snapchat videos and it just kept going and going and i remember like i was trying to listen and watch but it was just such a ramble and it took me like a certain period of time to skip through it not even to watch it <laughs> just to skip through it and then it became a joke it's like now we know if we want micah to talk about anything like oh it's late at night micah has to go to bed <laughs> ping him and ask him if something's a western if we want to get him talking and it would. The funny thing is, it, it worked, always works. And you you realized very quickly that oh, it was a trap. Yes. And then, but you still fall for you it. You would still fall for I, it. And then the, I can't help it. The biggest example was <laughs> I, I I think it was either Jacob or I that brought up Tremors, and it was blatant trap, and you knew it, and you just said. Lol, yes for the meme, no. And then you started questioning yourself. <laughs> and we got this like nice essay on what you thought just by skimming the plot on Wikipedia and everything. Fuck. Because I have not seen Trimmers and I still have not seen Trimmers. <laughs> Out of principle, I refuse to watch it. Watch because the of fucking this. DVD if, we got you. If you bring, if <laughs> you you're did, the one who yeah, brought it up, Derek, <laughs> I'm the one who defended it and still no, does. Yeah. Derek, Derek brought it up because um, you you were watching it with somebody and you told me later that you turned to that person and said, hey, you want to see something funny? <laughs> yes, I did. That's and right. And then you messaged me on Discord <laughs> and then I was up till like 4 a.m. having uh, an existential crisis about do I understand what a Western is? Like, do I understand this enough to be able to answer this question? Crisis. Yeah. And I can forward pretty quickly about what I was doing. into Micah's head. This yeah. is his psyche. <laughs> it's, it's just that classic meme. Uh, the person's lying in bed, you know, oh, he's, he's thinking about other people. And uh, Micah, no, I'm thinking about cowboys. Micah's head. Is, is Trimmers a Western? <laughs> do I know what a Western is? Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, this has culminated. It, it's culminated in a couple of memes. That is blank a western is one for sure, especially revolving around trimmers. Right. Uh, is um, blank an outlaw or a criminal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this has culminated. Uh, the, these memes have uh, made some of uh, very funny moments in the past year. Uh, for Christmas this past time, I'm going to brag on both of us, me and Jacob, a little bit. Uh, I got Micah job. the Blu-ray set of movies of Trimmers. I think either the first movie the or set. I forget. I think it was either the first one or like the first couple. I forget. Mike, you gotta watch those. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for him. 100% knowing he'll never watch it, but it's just to remind him that we have infinite power over his uh, will to live. Uh, and Jacob, I, I won't take your glory away. I 
tried to think of a simple gift to get Micah because I wanted to do more than get a, you know, Steam game for him again. Right. And I settled on something that I didn't realize until later how good of a gift it was. But I got him a pair of whiskey, um, Glencairn glasses. One of them has outlaw etched onto the outside of it. The other one has criminal etched on the outside of it. And I, I, I realized before I got the Snapchat from Micah, I was, I was suddenly hit just, oh, this is a good gift. <laughs> and then I got the Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my unboxing experience was perfect because, um, again, I... I I love the character of the outlaw and uh, I, I like to think that I'm an outlaw, but really I'm, I'm more often than not like the drunk, uh, <laughs> the, the, oh. the town drunk. Oof. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I, I open it up and the first one that I get that I open is the criminal <laughs> and uh, I just lost it. I lost it. I told I told Jacob afterwards. I was like, it was the perfect unboxing experience because if I had opened it and gotten and and opened the outlaw one first, um, I would have been like, oh, this is badass. Like this is awesome. <laughs> and then gotten criminal. But uh. but opening it and just immediately being hit with, you are being mocked. You piece of shit. <laughs> It's just perfect. He absolutely oh, perfect. He snapped us. His he had already opened the criminal one, and you snapped us. Your like live unboxing of the second one is like. So I just got this. I bet you I know what this next one is. Yeah, outlaw. <laughs> you just lost it. <laughs> and we we had a conversation because first off, that's a great gift. That's such a perfect like Jacob inside. Won really, is. I did. I did good inside joke <laughs> gift. Uh, and then. We were talking later. It's like, well, Micah, you know, you're whenever you get old and like you kick the bucket and these go to someone else, like who's going to get this and know what it means? Outlaw <laughs> criminal. They're going to think it's just like, oh, some badass whiskey glasses right. outlaw criminal. But they're oh. not going to understand the lore and the meme behind right. the stupid joke. The lore. The, <laughs> the lore. End up, I just so like good. imagine them in like a, 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 a thrift store or Goodwill or what have you. And some <laughs> people are like, yeah, look at these badass whiskey oh, absolutely. glasses. <laughs> because I would end up, what would end up happening is I will them to my daughter and she's she'll be like, oh, this, I don't want these. <laughs> so she'll, give them a, she'll give them a Goodwill. Yeah. And somebody will come by and see, oh, outlaw. That's badass. Take it home with them. <laughs> and then somebody else will come along and see a Glencairn with a, a beautifully ornate criminal etching of criminal and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh, man. Oh. What a joke. They're going to pick it up and be like, oh, yeah, my mom used to listen to Britney Spears. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Well, are there trimmer worms in the Witcher universe? I actually I don't honestly know. don't know. Probably. It wouldn't surprise probably me. Probably are somewhere. Well, I mean, we don't need the trimmer worms Graboids. to uh, to wonder if... Uh, worms, comma, trimmer? <laughs> Giant. <laughs> Giant worm, comma, comma trimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with giant worm, comma dune. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one last point of order because it may have gotten drowned in 
a bunch of commotion whenever this happened in a the last sea episode. A sea of cowboy. A sea of cowboy. Um, my, my reaction to this probably ended up getting cut, but one, I had no idea that Derek was going to play some Western music whenever <laughs> he introduced my character. Two, I had an entirely different direction that I was going you to be did. taking the character. And whenever I heard that, you I, realized that you had to change your mind. I did. I yeah. I yep. I did not intend to come on the show and play a cowboy. In <laughs> fact, I figured we would probably spend a decent amount of time talking about how much I love cowboys and I was thinking that's too much like doing that that would be too much but you got me I, I stepped on the uh, gas you sure did <laughs> oh man well I mean surprisingly I feel like uh, or I don't know not surprisingly like with a lot of pieces of media I feel like the witcher can be used appropriately in a western context uh, I think so yeah if given the right care um, <laughs> it's different Obviously, you know, it draws on uh, Eastern European uh, right. folklore fantasy, which isn't the same as it's the just, things that build a Western. It's just British cowboys. Right. It is, it is most definitely not a Western, no. before you ask, but it is a world where cowboys can exist. Yeah. I mean, especially because there is a frontier, there is a wilderness. Right. And I feel like whenever you have that, regardless of the uh, backdrop of what kind of like folklore fantasy that something comes out of you can usually fit some western tropes in there pretty effortlessly wind's howling now i need a mod for the witcher 3 that just adds a cowboy hat to Geralt. yeah (laughs) that would be pretty great oh my gosh (laughs) oh man but we could talk about westerns all day we already did we probably already yeah we already did who knows how much of this is going to get cut uh but why don't we why don't we step back into Yeehaw, Witcherland, real quick here. Take off the cowboy <laughs> boots, put on the Witcher boots. Put on our Witcher boots, get our spurs settled in. The wild hunt. Yeehaw. All right, the let's kick this hunt. off. Long ago, the world collided <laughs> in a cataclysm known as the conjunction of the spheres. Chaos filled the world. <laughs> Vampires, ghouls, trolls, humans, and other monsters poured into the world. The witchers, mutated by magic and alchemy, were created by human mages to stem the tide. Wow, witcher. Hundreds of years later, <laughs> monsters are rare, but evil remains. This fits way too well. As war ravages the northern kingdoms, dangerous monsters lurk without and within. In the world and of the, the witcher. world of the witcher. The Witcher special cowboy module. (laughs) 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 And what better way to start off a a, uh, Western-themed episode of The Witcher than joining up with a little caravan traveling, not west, but east, towards Kaidwin. How dare. Oh, you're out of there. (laughs) There's apparently a lot of people who want to see Geralt and Cowboy get up. Honestly, doesn't surprise me. Geralt would be a good, you know, Western protagonist. Yeah, it, or it, antagonist, depending on how you tell the story. True. <laughs> uh, Drow has posted some delightful Geralt and cowboy hat things in our Discord here that I, some of which I wish I could share, but I don't know if I can. Uh, this is beautiful. 
We'll need a different piece of art for uh, Durgamir with a with a hat. Yeah, approach. <laughs> I like how one of his scars straight up looks like, like a, a sheriff badge. I was going to say yeah. a gunshot wound, but yes, it does also look like a sheriff's badge. Yeah. All right. Well, yeehaw. You had uh, you had finished killing the COVID beast an episode or two ago. You met up with your old friend Durgamir, who Viverwin and Nug know. Uh, Ineth got to meet. He's an old friend. Uh, and he attended the uh, party that you had at the High Mountain Society with you guys. Well, you overheard about some magical mishappenings. Mishappenings. In a place called the Alderwood in Kaidwin. By happenstance, there is a certain dwarven uh, merchant of magical curios named one uh, Tomard Bresdalt. Which, if I may, Jacob and I love shitty character names. <laughs> Tim Tholomew being one of the best. Tomard, fucking great. And Tomard I didn't, even come, up with, I didn't yeah. even come up with it. That I actually a, like Tomard. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. But he has a caravan of goods headed toward Kaidwin. You don't like Tim Tholomew? No. No. Not, not many people do. <sighs> Just realized that you couldn't see me shaking my head, <laughs> hey, so I had art, to say no. Your art Shame. is unappreciated in your time, Jacob. I know. One day, one day. Uh, one day he'll be dead, and then we'll see. Like Van Gogh, <laughs> he'll rise from the ashes once I'm all dead. Yo, Van Gogh is not some sort of fucking phoenix. Uh, my art will rise from the ashes of my death. It works if you don't think about it. Don't think. Uh, <laughs> wait, don't think. this this guy Tom Art he has a he has a, a band of uh, people called the five under four company <laughs> love that which is great delightful great. uh three dwarves a halfling and a gnome uh and they're headed towards kaidwin to do some selling trading along the way uh for context kaidwin is about where at least where you're headed in it is probably about like 800 miles that's like from here to florida uh north carolina to florida it's kind of a ways away the witcher world is pretty big um so that's going to take you roughly a month it would seem on uh, on uh, this caravan with the different roads and everything. Uh, and he wanted you guys to come on as protection because if there is magical mishappenings, you know, you need the extra protection even if there is something interesting there going on. Uh, There's no better protection than a witcher and a mage and a guard and a craftsman. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we dang. made a pretty rounded party at this rate. You dang skippy. Mm-hmm. Uh you, uh, you you signed up for this, uh, and we left off right when you were meeting up with the troop uh, to head out on the road. Now, for context, um, uh, in between the episodes, maybe I don't know if we're going to get to it this one, but uh, over the course of your travel, we're also going to do downtime. So we're going to play out some travel events today, basically. Um, but after we finish the travel, we're going to basically let you guys do downtime, which could be uh, kind of... It's all going to be like retroactive stuff, yeah. like your time at the... High Mountain Society, your time on the road. And on the road doesn't mean you're just in the wilderness every day. You're going to stop at different towns along the way to do some buying and selling and stocking up. Uh, So anything that you want to buy, sell, forage will be basically free game uh, as we kind of transition between different stories. Free? Not free. (laughs) Dang it. At least foraging foraging is kind of free. Just need some rolls. Uh, You know I'm going to do some foraging. Yeah, but buying and selling, totally uh, inbounds, and uh, we can basically just pick the rarity of items that will be available to you uh, and let you sort through these things. So... Where we last left off, you were guys were meeting these uh, this troop, this company in the morning. Uh, you see them all lined up. You see Tomard 
out there, uh, and he says, We're ready to get going now, are we? Yes. Aye. All right. Well, I reckon. This is my company. We call ourselves the Five Under Four, uh, for obvious reasons. Are we going to ruin your marketing? Well, or, well there's more than four of you. If you, if you guys are contractors, if you stick on as long-term employees, well, we might have to rethink the name. Either that or it just can be a legacy thing. Uh, I'm Tom Arden, you know me, from the from our meeting. Uh, this, he points to the gnome. The gnome is kind of a thin, like somewhat older, not like really old, like human terms, late 50s, early 60s gnome with like scraggly white beard hair mm. and a balding on top. He says, this is Dold Baldum. Uh, he's our cook. Nice he to says, meet you. Nice to meet you all. I cook around here. I do all the the the, the <laughs> looking out for the for the veg, and I make all the grub. Anything you, you want to eat? Cilantro. Cilantro. What in the fuck is a cilantro? Oh, what about lettuce? I love Atlantis. Lettuce. <laughs> uh, anyway, and he points to another uh, member of the group, a halfling. Uh, and he says, this is a Dudon Bolderfeld, halfling. And he says, hi, I'm a, I'm a halfling. Uh, I'm, I'm the merchant here. Hi, uh, Tom Art, he... What? A whimper. A whimper? <coughs> a whimper. A whimper. Whispers uh, he, of Cahoon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he says, I, I, I do uh, some of the general merchandising here. I, I, have, a, I have a shop in uh, Land Exeter and Covier. Uh, but, uh, you know, I sell a couple different things. Tom Art handles the, the curios and relics. I... I handle more of the traditional stuff. Uh, if you're curious, uh, most of what we got today is spices, salts, and uh, silverware. Um, and then he points to these two dwarves, and he says, and these two are Arthok and Blondin. Uh, and Arthok is like a big-bellied dwarf. Uh, he's lightly armed, and he says, Arthok is our driver, and Blondin, he's our guide. Uh, Blondin, he has like... Um, more rough looking clothes you can tell he's someone who uh spends a lot of time like outdoors mm. um anything you guys want to say before you start off oh it's awful nice to meet you nice nice to meet you too uh the dwarves uh one of the dwarves says this said blandon says to you uh and told the gnome says you got any uh meals you want me to prepare special none of you guys have any uh preferences I, I heard tell you uh, ate a whole bunch at the, the thing last night. And I, I just like food. I ain't picky. Ain't yeah, picky. Uh, Meat. No, no taste around here. Meat's okay. good. I come from the best chefs. Oh, I like fish. Oh, fish. All right. Well, we stay true next to any uh, rivers and uh, and towards the ocean, we'll get you some fish. Do you do quiche? Quiche? <laughs> quiche. 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 That sounds French. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, what's what, what's a French? I don't know. I think that's a coffee or roast. It's a bread. I oh, thought it was that a bulldog. Too. That's too. Is is quiche a bread? Yes. <laughs> I could do bread. Okay. <laughs> could you make them rolls or them biscuits? But there's got like the layers to them because there's them flaky biscuits. Absolutely. All right. I'm what about like the cheddar bay biscuits? Cheddar bay. What do I look like? A red lobster? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like fish. Yeah, I actually pro- <laughs> probably can. Oh, they go great with the shrimp scampi. It's going to be yeah. a good trip. Uh, yes. Anything else before you guys set off? Or does he does he make grits? You fucking betcha. What do I God look damn. like? Some sort of city slicking nonsense. You got butter for grits. Home fries? 
on fried grits and biscuits. Hey, this is only a good trip. I, like I need to stay around this size. Don't worry, we only got whiskey. We didn't bring no beer. You're not going to gain no weight at all. <laughs> I Neff looks at Rothnuck. Oh, finally some good food. It's going to be a good trip, I, I think. I sure am glad food's included in the deal. Huh. So. Let's go. Let's go. You set out. Um, <laughs> cue montage. Uh, <laughs> you set out with these guys and you travel for a few weeks um, and you're generally having a great time. I'm not sure how everyone gets on with everyone. It sounds like it's pretty good. Nug gets along with everybody, even if they don't get along with him. That's a fair point. <laughs> I have probably talks to the guide quite a bit since she spent a portion of her childhood in the wilderness. So Yeah. He, he, uh, the guide, again, his name is Blandon. Um, and he's particularly good at like this part of the world. Uh, oh, no, it sounds a bit bland. Uh, and he keeps oh, and talking done. about, like, he knows <laughs> a shortcut. <laughs> oh, we are so funny. <laughs> he knows a shortcut yeah. that'll save a week off your trip. Uh, and so you guys make your way down, uh, head southwards out of, you know, the mountains towards the coast. Uh, and uh, anyone following along on the map. Is this the beach episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way towards uh, northern Redania. Red- Redania. Uh, that is the kind of path you're going to have to take to get to Kaidwin. You had to go south uh, <sighs> through the northern border of Redania. Makes you a little nervous, Viverwin. Redania in Witcher lore, at least in its current time, is not very friendly to non-humans, particularly elves and also and mages. mages. Right? Yeah, so I'm fucked. But like, where you oh, are... Oh, like a regular human. <laughs> I am a regular human. My name is Vivian. <laughs> Hi. Whiskey, beer, and carbs. And Whiskey River, take me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I imagine you're probably using your glamour fairly regularly. Yeah. And especially anytime you pass through like settlements or see other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But where you are is on the border. Um, it is more mixture of very out there, a rural farmland and just kind of wilderness, depending on where you are. Right about this time of year, it's probably very end of winter, early spring. Like, stuff hasn't completely bloomed yet. It's that kind of gross period where not a lot of snow and things look dead, but spring hasn't really come back in yet, you know? So you're heading through, and uh, a couple weeks into your trip, you're heading on these off-roads, and uh, Blandon, he says... Off-road. Yeah, or it, it, you're heading through, like, these lesser-used roads. Blandon says, going now, if we cut through here near the border... We can save a good bit of time. I know it. If we go on the main road extra week on our trip at most, and none of us really want to be in Rondania for much more than we have to be. No, really. So he takes you to this. He's guiding you on this uh, lesser known path. It's a little bumpy. And you're out in these like really, it's kind of a wild grassland in a valley. A little too, there's not farming set up here for one reason or another. Um, It's also late winter, right? Yeah, almost yeah. spring. There wouldn't be good farming. Well, I mean, there's not, it's not like settlements where people are waiting to do farms either. It's just pretty uninhabited all around. And as you're traveling out here, it's a overcast, kind of gloomy day. Not raining, dry, but still not very bright. And I need you all to roll awareness checks. Uh-oh. 
banana time. Time to earn and our keep. And we don't have any sort of modifications for Roth weather. Nug rolled a total. No, no weather modifications. Okay. Eight. Eight? Yes. Uh, luckily, Ooh. I have had a nat okay. seven, so she got an 18. 18? You all did pretty good. However, <laughs> Durgamir is the only one who's able to, to see this. Hey, I'm all only of too you, short. I know. Uh, you hit. Might you didn't only be beat one. The, You have to beat the DC, and you actually hit it, but you didn't beat it. Oh, um, dang. I was so close. Uh, so you're, you all kind of start feeling uneasy. You're out in the middle of nowhere where there shouldn't be anyone, and you just get this feeling or sense that you're being watched. And Durgamir, out in the distance, <gasps> you pretty sure you spot a rider watching you. Is it still visible? Yeah, it's way out in the distance. I think we're being watched. Nuggle you look out his crossbow. <laughs> I just, oh, I knew something wasn't right. She he's doesn't not gonna, know, but he's came not close gonna, enough. He's not going to point or anything. He's just going to... Which, which direction from uh, us? At this that point, you way. say it's ahead of you. Out ahead of us. There seems oh, to be ahead a rider. Of us. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can I act like I'm talking to him? Like, turn my head towards him and look at, like, side eye that direction, trying not to look obvious? Sure. Do I see it? Uh, with him pointing it out, you do see some sort of lone figure. Uh, you can see a bit of a hat on the head <laughs> sitting on top of a horse. <laughs> Two witchers! This ah. is a western now. Two witchers! This is a western now. <laughs> What do you do? This town ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> Just, oh, Derg, Mayor, I didn't know you had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> or we might should just keep on as we are. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye on them. What are, what are the chances that he's being the bandit sorts, you think? Well, I'd say that if the chances are good for him being a bandit... The chances are bad for him staying alive. I, I, I'm always down for a little bit of casual murder. I'm often... I, I agree with you there. If they's gonna make trouble, they won't last through it. Is this a human? Does this look like a human? It's way too far out to be sure. It is at least not someone shorter like a dwarf or a halfling. Okay. And you said they were a rider. They were riding. Yeah. So that would make it harder to tell what their yeah. height would be like. Is there anything other than a hat that we would be able to identify. I mean, you can see the shape of like saddlebags, maybe a sword on the back. Gun um, holster? Gun. gun. You a see gun. a 50 cal <laughs> hanging off the back of the horse. Does this have a Mandalorian helmet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, jetpack. Uh, you see a, a starship parked in the distance. You a might want to. Okay. Goblin sitting Is on the back. Is it slave one? <laughs> yeah, um, but as you get start to approach uh you maybe uh, are you going to tell the other people because it's just you guys that have noticed at this point um, should we should we pass it down yeah. and as a point of clarity i i think the way this is set up there's a one wagon with most of you on it um and then Durgamir has his own horse so you pass it on and everyone like s- slows down and looks and blandon's like there should not be any uh, people out here that I should know. I don't remember his voice. I just did it like Doesn't a few matter. minutes ago. There should not be any people around here. I, uh, what do we do with boss? And Tom Martin says, I didn't know bandits that we can handle. We got our protection, eh? Witcher? Dwarf? 
Hynef just taps her iron sword. That's what we's here for. If stuff starts to go south, as they say, you were getting your wagon. And then, so you you uh to look up from this conversation again, keep an eye on him, and he's already gone. Uh oh, that's a little creepy. That's concerning. You continue uh, for a while on your guard, obviously. Um, uh, Dergamir is going it? to position himself in front of the wagon. Then, okay. Would he know where we're going to be able to do that effectively? Actually, is the more important question. Well, the he driver can, just can also with, just with yeah. Blandon, right? Yeah. He, he can basically, if you come to any forks, you can wait up for Blandon to direct you which way okay. and what to go. Oh, ride! He's got a horse. So you ride up a ways, um, uh, and then there's a, a fork you come up to. Uh, there's a bit of like a rocky outcropping near like a stream or something like that. You go around. You pick your you pick your direction from Blandon, and you go around this corner. You see directly in front of you. You feel like you should have been able to see him um, in the distance before you've come up to this little corner you're going around. But sitting in front of you on a chestnut mare is a humanoid figure wearing a, a large brimmed hat as previously established, sword over the back, bow over the back. And he looks up at you and he's got this uh, this kind of mask over his face uh, so that you can't tell. It's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Phantom of the Offer kind of mask where you can only see the bottom of his face. Mm-hmm. From what you can tell by his features, just by looking at it, you don't think he is uh, an elf. It looks like a human. Huh. Well, we're not seeing any of this, are we? This is just Durgamir. Durgamir sees it, and then you come up like not too long behind. Oh, okay, to see okay. It. Um, just making sure. And the the caravan uh, comes to a stop, and this man doesn't look at you directly kind of doing the, the head down thing and he says directly to Durgamir Wind's howling <laughs> how about a game of Gwent <laughs> you wanna play Gwent you best turn back folks think you're just lost you have no business up here we have business beyond here though and are you uh, glamoured right now no he looks at you strangely, stares a little too long. He has these pale blue eyes that you can see through the mask, stubble coming out from the underside of it. He says, there's not many people that I live have a chance to have a warning. I'm doing you a favor. You turn around, go back to the main road. If you're cutting through Redania, and I won't give you any trouble. Come down this road a little bit more. All bets are off. Durgamir's gonna look at him and just be like, um, now, friend, we're just passing on through. I can guarantee you that whatever, wherever you don't want us to be, we won't be for very long. Yeah, if you're hiding something, I don't give a single shit. I just want to move. Oh, if we could just pass on by here. Are we here for a fight? We's just traveling through with our goods. Why don't we keep this nice and civil-like? You let us through, and we won't provide you with any trouble. He, whenever Viverwin speaks, he looks up at you again, twists his head a little bit, looks back at Durgamir. Sir, I don't want trouble for any of this, and I'm fine to let you through. 
but you cannot take this road. You'll have to go back to the main road. But he's not letting us through if he's not letting us use the road. He's, he's contradicting yourself. You can what? go through this part of Redania, but not on this road. Uh, us better. Can we cut the cloak and dagger, please? Just, what's up? <laughs> what's up? What's going on? What seems to be the issue with the road? It seems perfectly fine to me. Me giving you this warning instead of just surprising you is my way of a giving you a common courtesy. I mean, given the fact that we saw you, I don't think you could surprise us. There's things on this road that you don't need to see. I pull out the uh, frog chemoth head. Like this? <laughs> Just pull it out of your pocket. Oh, yeah. no, remember, we've got to hang that on the horse or else we don't get a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come here, rat. Turn your butt towards this man. <laughs> <laughs> Roach and rat. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Ha. Huh. I don't care what beast you can slay. None of that prepares you for this. You can't come through here. And as simple as that. He's being awful cryptic. If he'd just be a bit more blunt, I'm sure we could come to an understanding. And Tom Art speaks up, says, This is Duval Scheiss. We need to get through here. We got nothing but trade goods. We mean you no harm, gentlemen. But we got to go through. Oh, okay. Settle down. I, I I really like your aesthetic. He's all spooky and cool and whatnot. I'll give it to you. So I don't want... We, don't, we ain't got a fight. Just... We don't. Just turn around. Take the main road instead. I have a question. Are you human? <laughs> <laughs> what are I you? I am a normal human. <laughs> I am a normal What's human. What's it to you? <laughs> of course I am. Okay. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> okay. What's your name? The name's Magnus. Okay, well... Careful, he's gonna rush in! Mr. Archives, uh... (laughs) 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 He says, and he turns around back to you guys and says, Consider this the warning. You go further down this road, your safety might be in jeopardy. You go back to the main road. Or is it... Yeah, is it you is gonna put us in danger, or is you just being neighborly and warning us? A little bit of both. Uh, He's, oh, let's be cryptic. Let's not be helpful. Nug's going to stop talking. <laughs> He's pouting now. <laughs> Done we'll with this. just talk straight. <laughs> you, you've got the nice one frustrated. <laughs> the no-nonsense party. Listen, stop being cryptic. Can I just go up to this guy? <laughs> uh, if you approach him, he'll start to back up and, you know, do the hand thing over his weapon. He does not Twitchy trust you. Twitchy fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hold or, my hands up. Nug will have his crossbow pointed, but he won't have his finger on the trigger. Old there, friends. Listen, I know a mage when I see one. Hands in the open is no safety. Would you prefer I put them in my pockets? Has your Tris got pockets? It's got pockets. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. So cute. <laughs> oh no, I got it at JCPenney's. It was on sale. $15. <laughs> on sale? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You guys are the weirdest people I've ever stalked. <laughs> I'm not the one wearing a mask and talking in riddles. And stalking people. Oh, oh stalked. you can come Never to my mind. fish fry later. Yeah, apparently we're going to be having Cheddar Bay biscuits. And flaky ones too, if you like that. <laughs> oh crap, we've become the friend makers again. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all aesthetic. The hospitality is appreciated, but I'm afraid I cannot leave my post. Who are you working for? I'm working for myself. 
Well, if you're working, can't you for just give yourself, yourself the night off? Like <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> if you self-employed, you could just do what you want. I'm sorry, but the job I am tasked myself with, I cannot leave. What do you pay? Oh my goodness! I'll double it. Okay. We, we just need to go then. Let's just go. Are we going? Are we going through? Or are we going to go back to the main road? Can Can we walk like a few paces off the road? <laughs> Is it just the road? Ma'am, it's this area. The area where this road goes through is not for you. Well, are oh you obligated goodness. under some form of compulsion? No. Are you cursed? Are you just honor bound? That would be the best description. Well, Radani is not a best friend of our wheel or group here, so maybe we just take the risk. Whole army, really hard to fight guy with mysterious stuff going on, it might not be so hard to fight. I like your horse. <laughs> Ines eyeing that bow because she wants it. <laughs> oh my god. Who's the bandit here? <laughs> if we fight him, that bow is mine. <laughs> and to be fair, like he's standing but you could easily pass by him if you wanted to. I just just Go. Yeah, like for real, let's go. going into Redania. Oh, are we in Redania? It's yeah. the normal path would take us longer in Redania. This is a shorter path through, right? Right. We don't want to stay in Redania any yeah, longer than we have to. Our group in particular is just badly suited for Redania. Yeah, we, we um, need to be traveling. Yeah. So I'm gonna let's just skirt go. him. I'm going to keep going around and I'm going to pull my staff off my back, just using it like a walking stick as I go to the opposite side of the trail that he's on. Like, Standoff. Just mm-hmm. keep in mind, friend, we ain't here to have no fights. Uh-huh. We's just coming through. We don't want any trouble. Scooch on by you, there. Nug will nudge the driver. You hurt any of these people, however. My hands will not be in the air. They'll be so far up your ass, you'll be able to taste my nail polish. So be it. That sounds uncomfortable. Oh, the pink one? It is your decision. Well, have a nice day. And the biscuits <laughs> are still on the table. Anything. Uh, as you guys just leave, he, he he does back off, actually, and lets you guys pass, but he just keeps staring at you until you go into the distance. And honestly, the rest of this day is uneventful. Um, as night comes, you can see the terrain start to change, and there's a bit of a forest ahead, but you rest uh, before you get to the forest, and... Oh. oh. Sorry, to back up a little bit, uh, does... My medallion do anything as oh. we're being Does here. my medallion do anything here? <laughs> Actually, neither of your medallions do anything. All right. All right. Nothing particularly magical <laughs> or weird about Literally this situation. Literally both at the same time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, but uh, when we rest, mm-hmm. we should definitely shifts. set shifts to watch. Oh, uh, Dergbeer, I've been meaning to ask you something. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's his medallion do? Well, nothing, let me t- right? Let me tell you, Nug. That one, not a damn thing. I, I surprised. I, I, I got you. But I'll tell you something else. Whenever you earn it, I'll tell you. Oh, let me tell you something else. I can. I'm not telling you right now. <laughs> I can earn it. <laughs> Is Roth Nug very excited? Oh, there's hope for Nug. <laughs> hey, hey. From an official witcher source. Ineth is going to make you a silver-coated sword so you can <laughs> pretend to be a witcher. I, He's a cosplayer. I, yes! <laughs> I am just working my way closer to being the genuine article. Article. <laughs> uh, as you guys move forward now, uh, 
you have to travel through this uh, forest that you're coming through. Uh, and you said you're going to set watches. Yes. Yes. I, Go ahead and make me some awareness checks. All righty then. After that, we probably already had watches, but now we're like really alert. Uh, I have. I don't have a very good watch. It's not like a holy Rolex. thirty-five. Uh, Woo! I got an eleven. Dang! For for Way for clarity, go, Micah Dirk rolled here. a ten, Jeez. and then an eight afterward. What a roll! Jeez. I didn't notice anything. I got a oh, thirteen. Man. That is a big roll. That is enormous. Way to go, Dirkamir. Nice God number. Damn. Thirty-five is. Is a that what good it's like number. to have a Witcher in the party? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Hey now. Hold on. Hey, no. hey, that's I coming feel. from Cat, not from um, from Inef. Inef would be it's like, "Oh, you're a you no, you you know what you're doing." Nug does his best, okay. Uh, I will say, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you you come on this um this forest. You, you park your your wagon a little bit outside of it for the night. Um, you have a good meal. Uh, Dald is a supreme cook. The thing about Dald is it all swimming in the lard. Oh, 100%. The thing about Dold's food is it looks disgusting when he serves it, but it's some of the best trail grub that you've ever had. What, um, does, what does Fifth eat? I have like a side salad. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's good about foraging and picking up things, and uh, he's always able to work something in for Viv, uh, but everyone else just loves his chow. You just let the gravy mm-hmm. drip off of your lettuce. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's so, like, like putting my hand over it, turning the bowl on the side. Pour out Plunk. the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Durgamir, again, at, when you're resting and you're keeping... And keep and keep. <laughs> when you're keeping watch, <laughs> you are certain that you notice things moving in the grass. Um, Uh-oh. And you go to investigate, and you don't find anything there. Um, you, you try not to leave, you know. I'm assuming you wouldn't want to leave your post or leave the camp unguarded. Correct. You, you try to do some investigating, um, and you see, like, footprints where people have been. Uh, with your roll of 35, you definitely know that there's humanoids that you see, like, a shadow of, but you're not able to, like, catch them. Not without, you know more daylight and, or more light and also leaving the camp to go after them. Gotcha. Because you got that high, can you make me a wilderness survival roll? Ooh. Sure. And in those cases, I can use my witcher, witcher training? training, right? I, I believe so. No, no, no. Sorry. That's for monster lore. Monster lore. lore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good fall under monster lore as far as we know. It's a person giant. Uh, 21. That's also ah. really good. Uh, oh, good rolls. Dang. Nice. Micah so bringing the high rolls. 21 will give you, uh, you can tell that there's more than one. There's okay. at least three, maybe five people that have scouted you out. Got it. Oh, they're scouting us. Let's play for the Braves. <laughs> uh, other. What do you do with this information in the morning? Um, I'm naturally, it's I'm all about the Mets, baby. With the group, uh-huh. uh huh. Um, was <laughs> what? What is the visibility situation right now? Uh, it's dark out. Um, why do you ask? Oh, it's still dark. Sorry. Oh, in huh. the morning. Yeah. Uh, if you wait till the morning, it's going to be light. Okay. What? Um, really? If it's still. <laughs> oh, Jacob. <laughs> I just wasn't sure, like how thick of a canopy we have over us no yeah okay um so you said that there's at least two people that he sees at least two maybe up to five oof okay 
and everybody else is asleep at the moment. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this these are the tracks, the actual silhouettes. You know, you can only get glimpses, even with that really high perception or awareness. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is looking at the tracks. You're able to identify that there's more than one uh, person for sure, up to five. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. He's just gonna, I guess, speak into the night a little bit. Oh, is his Witcher medallion doing anything? No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Um, he's he's just going to speak into the night in that case, and you know what? No, he's not. He's not going to say anything. He's just going to be watchful. Is he going to point and, it out? Well, everybody is asleep. I'll point it out to the next watch, of course. Right. But if everybody's asleep right now. He's he doesn't want to do anything to draw any additional attention as if he could. That's smart. That's very smart. Yeah. But we'll just sit and watch and we'll react if anything were to happen. All right. During his watch. Very good. Next morning comes. You let everyone know and anyone have anything they want to say. Basically you find out that you've been scouted out and watched through the Ken, night. Now that I'm up. Can I have a look at, like, the tracks in all two? Yeah. So could I roll, like, I guess, wilderness survival? Yeah, what are you looking for? Um, any extra information? Just just in case if I roll really good and get a really good one, see kinda, if I can get more for us. Kind of like, are there shoes? Are they barefooted? Sure. Yeah, I'll or, let you roll. Yeah, all right. Like yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm sure Durgamir told us that he saw at least three or so. Maybe I could pick up something else. Another set of eyes in the daylight, you know? Right. Um, let me roll a wilderness survival. Submit. Oh, oh, Ooh. I rolled good. Hey, Ooh, that's, that's a very critical. Nice. That's a 27. I leans down, picks up some dirt and sniffs it. Taste All right. It. 27. So I say with that much, with that high of a she roll. She licks it. Yep. It's shit. <laughs> you can tell <laughs> that filled. there are at least four people that were through here. Um, oh, there were four. You can tell that they... This isn't like some sort of soldier thing. They're not wearing like armored boots. Someone that is in tune with um, going undetected in the woods. Someone who knows what they're doing. Oh, the so part. I can tell they, they know how to hide what they're doing. Yeah. Do I think they're squirrels? Uh, are you looking at the tracks? <laughs> what? Yeah. Squirrel you tell. Oh. I'll need you to roll your own. Oh, did you make your own check? <laughs> yeah. 17. And with a 17, you're not sure. Um Inef's just really proud of herself for doing a really good job in front of the new guy that everybody knows except for her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. I'll say, uh, everyone, you think they could be squirrels, but the thing about determining whether where squirrels have been is they're very good at um, mm-hmm. covering their tracks. So you're not sure. Uh, but yeah, Inef, the only other thing I can say that you think you find mm-hmm. is uh, you find with that high of a roll a like bit of an arrow fletching that's fallen off. Oh, I oh. totally pick that up. Does that Oh, fuck. Does it have any um like indicators of where it was made? Are we in fucking broculon? No, no, you're not in broculon. Anything special about it? I I, I of course show the arrow to everyone including Durgamir. Uh-huh. Still fuming inside that I don't have not my yellow own and bow. black. I'll say uh I'll let you roll uh, Viverwin and Ineth. I'll give you I'll give you a, a dealer's choice here. You can roll deduction, education, 
uh, and social etiquette. And uh, Dergamir, you can roll Witcher training when you're looking okay, at this feather. I'll do social okay. etiquette. All right, no, sorry, I said social etiquette. I'm so sorry. That's right above streetwise, and I meant to say streetwise. I will roll okay. streetwise. Then I'll do education. Education? What'd you get there, uh, Dergamir? A 30. 30. Dang! Nice. 19 in Roll education. 20 is on my side today. I got today. 21. <laughs> All of you, actually, from various points of view, Viverwin, this skill isn't really appropriate, but I had a hard time finding one that would be. Um... Uh, all of you know that this is absolutely the kind of fletching that would come from a Scoia'tael archer. Oh. Durgamir, because of your experience, not necessarily fighting them, but being around them, Viverwin, from your more intimate experience with them, which is why I said education. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, Ineth, because you've encountered Scoia'tael, at least remnants before, and you recognize it. Heard of them. Oh yeah, or you've seen like the remains of a raid and seen the arrows before, and this She's looks very similar. She's been around a little. Yeah. What do you do? Well, uh, if he's here, Scoia Tell, or would you have mentioned your background to us? Yeah. Durgamir okay. knows it for sure. Uh, would uh, you'd be able to have some leeway with him, Viverwin? And of course, he'll he'll talk about this away from the other dwarves and halflings. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, this is like a that. party talk. Because that's not the kind of information that you might want to spread around. Spread. Or would you have some leeway with him? One would hope, but um, it would not shock me if they saw me rolling with a bunch of other kin types and deemed me a traitor. I I, I was always under impression Escoyatel also had like, you know, dwarves and other non-humans with them. Yeah, so for those who are not familiar with it, the Escoyatel is kind of like a... Um, Anti-human, specifically? It's it's a mix. Yeah, it is anti-human, mm-hmm. um, but it's basically because of the the non-human aggression in the northern northern kingdoms where you are, especially in Redania, uh, bands of elves, you know, dwarves, and all other non-humans form together as in raiding parties called commandos. But the thing you would know is not all commando units are the same. Uh Mm -hmm. In the wars, they're more military-oriented. They're not so much... and, And they may be more revenge focused on, like, settlements. But then, like, where you are, it could be a completely elf group. It could be, like, a mix. So opinions on other non-human races may vary, uh-huh. depending on it. Um, Inef just kind of pushes her ears into his points as much as she can. <laughs> oh, I am a normal elf! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did I just suffer a microaggression? <laughs> hey, hey, she's been parading around glamoured as a human. I, uh, I am a human. No. <laughs> Oh, wait, not this situation. That's not what this you want to be right now. parading around as a uh, human. To be fair, we've only got one human with us. Maybe they'd have mercy. Maybe they won't well, attack us. Technically two. Durgamir one. as well. That's right. Do uh, they not like he's witchers? a witcher. He's not human. But he looks like a human. I know. I know. It's that just guy. like a oofta. So what do you guys want to do now that you have this information? I'm going to well, stay up tonight so that I can try to talk to them. I suppose we just keep going, though. I mean, if they've been sneaking around us, they might approach us at some point. The quicker we can get through here, definitely the better. Yes, this is a that's exactly a situation what I I'd rather not find myself in again. We keep moving. All right, oh, yeah. so you... Nug will take his place beside the driver as usual, so they see at least two dwarves. Inef pulls up her hood a little bit. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, she's got a hood as part of her armor, so she just kind of pulls it a little bit over more. 
She can't hide herself. She's like six foot. Uh, all right. So you start making your way forward now. I'll lead. Uh, you'll lead. That's smart. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're moving slower since you're on foot, I'm guessing. That's fine. I mean, unless... You can ride rat. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> you move forward now, you and lead, and uh, you you get to the forest, um, and it's a lot harder to keep a watch out. The forest is where this path is going to cut through now. It's a lot harder to keep a watch out. You're kind of looking at every edge, and you think you're going to make it through. It's been pretty quiet, and then an arrow lands in the cart. It's time to roll for initiative. Oh. <laughs> the same type of arrow we've seen, right? Right. Okay. Oh, oh that's a good initiative. I come rolled on, an 18. On. I got one less than I could max. Hey! Hey! We're all we're so far, all two of us are rolling good. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. Oh, hey, I rolled goodness. an eight. I rolled no, I didn't roll an eight. That was that was Micah. I rolled a four. a four. I rolled poorly. That's okay. Yeah. I probably don't need to act too quickly <sighs> as the human. initiative is over ten. Oh, the desire that I have for that initiative. <laughs> I probably need to hang back and watch uh, what's going on. First in the order to act with the spiciest initiative, Oh, the Witcher himself, Durgamir. What is your first instinct here? You're riding the horse with uh, Viverwin riding rat. Do we do we have a map? Uh, we don't for this. Unfortunately, it's just okay. going to be theater of the mind. Oh, oh so also, it's just um, the both of us on rat? No. You guys don't forget to reset your luck if you've spent it uh, as Correct. well. Thank you for that reminder. Cool. So what are you wanting to do? Uh, where did the arrow come from? You see one elven Scoia'tael archer, particularly not well hidden, um, that looks like they fired the arrow. Only one has come out so far, and with all of you knowing about Scoia'tael in those previous roles, you know this to be a warning shot. Oh. Because they didn't hit you, uh, and only one came instead of a barrage. Landed square in the cart. So what do you do? You also know with a warning shot from Scoia'tael, the follow-up shots that are not warning shots... Hit. Well, maybe. I have to roll for that, so I don't want to guarantee that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, more more so, the follow-up shots happen on, an order, on the order of rounds, not minutes. As in, the warning shot happens, and you're expected to immediately respond instead of uh, I guess debating oh. it. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm last in initiative. I don't need to speak yet. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Yeah. I mean, if this is... If there's not, if it requires an immediate reaction, then the immediate reaction I'm assuming is to turn around and leave, which isn't an option. So for combat, just to remind myself, how is the combat structured? Like how many actions, movements, like how, you get what's the breakdown there? Movement. Now you are on your horse, so we would well, do- I'm not, mount- I'm walking beside it. Okay. So you get your movement basically in meters. That's your speed score. Um, And then one action. You get an action, um, and you can spend stamina to act again. So Um, your actions include attacking, uh, casting magic. Oh, yeah, you can actually cast magic. So casting magic, using a skill, or picking up and drawing a weapon. Once you do one of those, you can spend three stamina to do one other extra action. Yep. At minus three, uh, whatever you roll. Yeah. So if, if I were to down a vial of Thunderbolt, uh, would that be my action for the turn, or would, yes? And so I would need stamina. Well, you to, could spend stamina to, to do my sword. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you're going to do? Or would you have been traveling with your sword drawn? Because that sounds kind of reasonable. Uh, Nug has been sitting in the driver's seat with his crossbow drawn. You tell me. Yeah, but... Or passenger seat, rather. But he's carrying a sword. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I was just asking. And he's walking right now. So to be fair, as much as I would love to take that freebie, to be fair... All right. Okay. Nug's probably sitting then, in the cart, so that would make sense for him to have it. Yeah. How much stamina would I need to spend to draw my sword? Just three. Addition? Three? Yeah. And there's okay. no roll associated with drawing it, so there's not really other negative effect except just the spending, the spending okay. stamina. Now, briefly, what does a Thunderbolt do for you? So Thunderbolt gives me a plus three on physical attacks. It's a 75% Ooh. toxicity. Ooh. Oof. But... I have an, an iron stomach, and ah. I can endure 5% more toxicity from drinking potions and decoctions. Nice. That's pretty great. That's right. Oh, that came up in your life path. No. It's per two points that I spend on iron stomach, and I only oh. spent one point on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you still can do a thunderbolt, which is spicy. So yeah. I imagine this looking, you know, the arrow flies out, and your first reaction is just like, you know, obviously they happen separately in the mechanical sense, I would, but just... I would, I would draw my sword and then... Right. Thunderbolt. Yeah, but just like quick as a flash, the sword yeah. comes out, much like the pistol out of a holster <laughs> and some Western. <laughs> I went, oh, wow. Sword out, the Whoa. potion goes down, and you just instantly see like the veins darken, um, eyes start to glaze over with this like black film um, as you get in the zone uh, for this potentially very deadly combat. The auto zone. Uh, so that's your turn. Uh, you and could move if you'd like I still, still. Okay. I don't know what your movement speed is, but uh, you have whatever that is, your speed score in uh, movement. Oh, it's just the speed score? Yeah, and meters. Okay, that's eight. All right, cool. Um, then Durgamir, if he's not already, will position himself in front of in front of the caravan, in front of everybody in the caravan. Holding up your sword, just ready to go. Uh, ready all right, to go. Cool. Next in the order, coming out, uh, you see... Magnus, not on a horse, uh, and he lets out an arrow towards Durgamir. Um, As it shoots at Durgamir? Yeah. To hurt him? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. There goes that. Well, I mean... I know. The first one was a warning shot, but typically when you get a warning shot, uh-oh. you're allowed to weapon. react <gasps> to I rolled a, a ten. Oh, my God. And this a five. Is, this is how it happens. This 15. is how it happens. Wait, how before you say your result... Yeah, it doesn't. What are you going to roll to defend? You can roll to, uh, you can roll your uh, dodge score to dodge out of the way. You can roll your weapon score to block or parry. I think. Yeah, I'm finding it right now. How far away is he? He is about 20 meters away on the side of the okay. road. You can dodge, mm-hmm. reposition. Uh, dodge would be your dodge slash escape roll. Reposition right. would be athletics. What reposition would be athletics roll? Mm-hmm. Um, block if you have a shield would be range, but I don't think you have a shield. I do not. And then sometimes you can try to parry a bow or crossbow attack, but at a minus five, a parry would be rolling your weapon skill. Yeah. So, so probably sword fighting for you. Yeah, swordsmanship. Your body right now? 
So just to do I have just, armor if that's what you're asking. No. no. So just to double check, dodge by rolling dodge escape, reposition mm-hmm. by rolling athletics, okay. uh, skip block, and then parry by rolling your swordsmanship. But minus that'll be at five. a minus five because it's an arrow. So okay. what would you like to roll to oppose it? Is there any body within 10 f- meters of me? Any enemy within 10 meters of me? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay, then you, I will just dodge. Okay, go ahead and roll. Two. Go ahead and roll your dodge. Okay. Oh my god! Whoa! That's a the roll to yeah. gods continue to smile Holy on me. Holy crap! Does he just like do a barrel roll? And You're pop lucky up? because do a barrel roll. I do got a like roll. a thirty, which I was oh, worried about really? doing a lot of damage because yeah. oh, if I beat man. you by a lot, that could be a critical. Um, so uh, you got a thirty-four. Dang. 10 plus, man. Wow. I like to think uh, that he just kind of like flinches to get out of the way of the arrow. So you, like it's you, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, your, seriously. Your, your reflexes are just, I mean, I know it's not technically this potion, but you are just sharp and you, yeah, you, you dodge right out of the way like it's nothing. Suddenly like fucking we Neo. see why, um, <clears throat> why Rothnug idolizes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, you see, witches are awesome. Uh, he's going to. Uh, that, that, that's his turn, unfortunately, for now. Good. Uh, Sucks. Yeah, that's all he can do. So next in the order is going to be uh, Nug, actually. Nug, How far Nug, away Nug, is this Nug, man? Nug, Nug. Uh, from you, since uh, Durgamir and Viverwin were out front, is going to be like 25 meters. Jeez. Jeez. For everyone. You could shoot. Hold on, I'm a. Uh trying to find out what my range for thrown weapons are. Thrown weapons? Thrown weapons. Why are you going like to throw your... I wouldn't throw my crossbow. Hold on. There's a thought process happening here. Okay. <laughs> your crossbow's in range, though. Yes, the crossbow very much is in range, but I also have some fun things I can do with... Bibs is radius environmental. Okay, so I have the crossbow right now. I have to figure that out. Uh, Nug, well, first thing he'll do is he'll look over at whoever's driving. He'll be like, get in the cart. Just take cover in a cart. We got this. And then he'll look at who's closer, random Scoyatel or Magnus. Magnus is further away. All right. He'll shout out, we ain't got any fight with you. You started this. You could end it whenever you want. And he'll take a pot shot at the elf. Okay. Uh, Roll uh, crossbow unless uh, you're trying to just do a warning shot. Oh, no. He's going to try and hit. He'll be like, Uh, why? Because they tried to shoot us. They gave us a warning shot and didn't even give us a chance to take that warning. Yeah, so seriously. he'll do the exact same thing. He'll say, we ain't got no fight with the Scoyatel. You started this. You end it whenever you want to. And he'll take a shot at the elf um, with his crossbow. Viv's over there freaking out. Uh, he ain't got very good crossbow, unfortunately. Okay. So this is going to be a, I think, a single strike. It would be what it is. Yeah. Uh, how far away is Magnus? Magnus or the other archer? Oh, the other archer. Within other archer is probably going to be, yeah. Okay, so that's close. And submit, 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 submit. It's not great. He, I got a 13, a yeah. two on the die. Uh, you lob a shot, and they're actually able to dodge out of the way. Oh, um, surprise, surprise. Make a free persuasion roll. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the, totally because of my warning shot. Wink. 
<laughs> yeah, you totally made me a warning shot. <laughs> yeah, if you hit, I wasn't going to allow it, actually. Twelve. Twelve? All right. Four on the die, plus seven, plus hey, one. It's not nothing. It could uh, have been a fumble. Or it could have been. Could Is have been Magnus on the ground? Uh, he's, it's like, um, the way this path is set up is there's a little bit of an embankment uh-huh. on either side of the road. So he is on the ground. He's not on a horse when he's not in a tree, but he's ahead on the road off the side. Uh, taking some cover. Nug will run, start running towards him. Okay. So you like drop the crossbow? Drop or? the crossbow because he's not good with it. And he will run. Do you want to spend your extra action to draw your cord? I am going to spend my extra action to draw something, but as other people take their turns, I'm going to find out some information. Okay. So it's either going to be an item or the cord, yes. Okay. So cool. I'll go ahead and take off three stamina for that. Okay. Next in the order is going to be Viverwin. What do you want to do? Draw my my staff. Mm-hmm. And rather than leveling it at a specific person, sweep it across, gesticulating to the rest of the Scoia'tael, who I know are there. Uh-huh. And I'm going to start off with with a single word, which is Frerin, which is brothers. Make a persuasion roll uh, with a plus four. Come on, Viv. Oh, 18. 18. However, in this case, I would argue that my noble papers, which give me a plus two to my reputation, would also apply. Did you say your name? Yes. Okay. So you say your name, you gesture to everyone. I'll give you I'll give you the plus two because of your because this applies I know we haven't talked about it on the show a ton, but this does apply directly to your backstory. Or your life path rather. Mm-hmm. And because that is a twenty total, uh, with the bonuses from uh, other things that I have factored in here, something's gonna happen. Uh-huh. I hope it's good. <laughs> I hope it's a good thing. As I as I sweep out the staff, I probably like pull back a hood or something. All the white hair spilling out, the piercing violet eyes, the tattoos. So what happens here is you see a figure that was still hidden, one of the Scoia'tael, mm-hmm. and you recognize him instantly. And Durgamir, your alertness and everything after uh, being tuned into this combat is on point, And you see this figure stand up with their bow down and look at Viverwin, and both of you recognize him from a long time ago whenever you met the borders of Dolbathana during the, the non-human pogrom. I'm not sure if I named him then, but you recognize him as a commando leader named Rilal. And he says, Viverwin? And Vatgern, you, Dergimir, what, what are you doing here in Redania? Being assaulted. And he gestures to everyone and even Magnus in the distance. Like he jumps out into the road to get everyone down. Uh, Nug, what are you doing? Nug will look at Viverwin and be like, oh, you're, I, I don't stab him. The, 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 He's got she his drops her staff and starts gesticulating with her hand to calm down. It's on the ground. It lands with a thunk. Nug will lower his weapon, but keep it in his hand, and he will stop running towards Magnus actively. Should note the Vib's just keeping her head down. <laughs> so you see this man. Aneth is. Oh no, no, sorry, Aneth. Aneth is keeping. Should note, Aneth is keeping her head down. You see this man is an elven man named Rilal. Um, you recognize him. This commando leader. You know, elves age very slowly. Even though it happened a while back, he shouldn't look much older, but he looks worn by like stress and weariness 
He's missing some fingers. He has some Oof. scars on his face. And he says, what brought you to Redania? How did you get mixed up in this? Why are you here? Mixed up in what? You don't know what's going on, do you? And I look directly at Magnus. No. Cloak and Dagger seems to be the specialty around here. Yeah, that information was not provided whenever we asked for what it is directly. Happening? You uh, want to tell them, Ralal? Uh, f- forgive Magnus in his... Uh, Weariness. He's the only ally we have up here. How do I say this? You know what's going on in Redania right now. The persecution to elves, not humans, but elves in particular, and mages. Magnus is a, a local. He came up with this idea to guard this. We've been trafficking elves out of here to safety in Kovir. But we have to make it look like bandits on the off-road. All of the local folks think there's some highfalutin bandits and they won't touch this road, but that's why we've been able to use this old caravan route to, uh, to bring people out of Redania. I'm so sorry, we did not know you, you were mixed up in this. Magnus knew. Well, Magnus doesn't know you. Magnus is a human. He saw what I was. He saw what all of us were. And he still allowed you My to apologies. strike out at us. I don't trust anyone coming down this road that I don't know about already. I'm going to walk right up to him. He backs up a little bit. (laughs) You will stand still. And I get up in his face. Am I taller than him? Oh, yeah. I reach down and I pluck the hat off of his head. And I put it on my own and I walk away. (laughs) Uh, Rilal says to you, listen, I know. Forgive the cloak and dagger. King Radovid sometimes uses these caravans with elves as a, as, a, as a honeypot to make us think, you know, that things are safe and then ambushes us. They're very vicious and brutal around here, trying to oust every single Scoia'tael and elf in the area. At that, Viverwen is going to cast a glance over her shoulder at the party. Mm-hmm. Not, not Ineth or Nug or Dorgamir, but... The other dwarves. At the, or the, at other. the other small mm-hmm. folk. Don't look at me. I have no business in any of this. I didn't want to come to Rodania anyway, Tomart says. Iris just Fair seems enough. like it'd be a coincidence. Wrong place, wrong time, it seems to me. Luckily, nobody got hurt. We are lucky about that. My apologies, Witcher. I'm put the hat back on his head. I mean, I really did try to hurt him. I was ready to go at him. My apologies to you too, dwarf. Apology accepted. He'll sheath his swords. I like him. forgive me but unless I know people are coming through everything is suspect we've made that mistake once before never again Dergamir's just gonna say no apologies needed I understand the difficulty that can come with trying to keep safe the people that you care about in a situation like this what can we do to help what can I do to help and Rilal says, oh, thank goodness, thank goodness this has all been avoided. There's only one bit of bad business, though. If we let your caravan through, someone else is going to try and get hurt. Now, I'm not going to kill you or steal your goods. Oh, I, I, I you from try. Me. <laughs> but we need to send the message again. Um, I'm sure if you go through this uh, and you, if you take the, the back roads to the main road. You can find the village uh, and, and maybe buy another cart, but we might need to leave yours here as a 
warning to anyone else who wants to try this road. Or, other option, if I may, I a smartest, but sometimes you get attacked and you get away. So why don't we just like... Peg it with arrows. Yeah, peg it with some arrows, uh, slash the, uh, the, the tires. canvas. <laughs> because slash if we peg tires. it with Scoia'tael arrows, they'll know there's Scoia'tael here. Or just use our arrows. I'm sure a merchant's got some arrows as a merchant. I only sell silverware. I just then stab it with a fork. Make other arrows. Don't use no. your uh, Scoia'tael skills. Just make some arrows. That is a good point. Stab it with it. Me. Cut a canvas and let us go through. Hey, listen, you want to hit me some? You can punch me. No, wait. We have someone that could ill wounds, so we got that as an excuse. We just tell them, oh, watch out. A bandits are there. They're so strong. Even us, a witcher had to run away. Mm, maybe we won't say that. We don't want to badmouth the witchers. Eve? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that they'll believe <laughs> that well, a witcher... So you could say that you hired the Witcher afterwards. Yeah, we could yeah. hire the Witcher yeah. afterwards that we had to run away because our bandits were so strong. That is a good idea. You might want to make sure your cart looks the part. I guess just to stay there twiddling your thumbs. Listen, yeah. why don't you make me a crafting roll yeah. to uh, dress up your cart for battle damage? But, uh, but I could I could quietly offer to my crew, I can, oh, I can make the cart look damaged. Yeah, go ahead. Make right. a crafting roll. She, she's not trying to draw attention to herself. That's like the worst possible oh, thing to be right now as a human, all right? right? Ineth, they've got a human too. Um, I mean, clearly, if she's working with you guys, crudtastic. I rolled a two. At least it wasn't a fumble. I got a total of an eighteen for crafting to make the cart look like we went through a fight. Well, that's eighteen's not bad, though. I got pretty good crafting skill. I got six ranks. And not that it should be that hard of a check. I mean, we just got to take some swords to it. Yeah, I mean, I could straight up just hit it a bunch of times with my sword, my my cheap long iron long sword. I'm looking at my skills to see if there's anything I can add to that, but I don't think so. I improvise a damage. Uh, I, I improvise a damage. It. All right, I want to say 18 on your crafting roll. That's enough. Uh, you take the arrows uh, and you just have everyone shoot at them. Um, you damage the wheel to a point where you think you can repair it. Or rather, you have the wheel get damaged, uh, uh, the the frame get busted, and then you make your own patch yeah, job I, on I, top I of it. Yeah, I patch job it, right? Right. It's very convincing. It looks like this thing badly, like, barely survived. Um, and Rilal uh, says to you, well, it would be imprudent of me to not extend hospitality while you stay in the forest tonight. We know a safe spot. We'd be happy to provide you vittles and the... Uh, vittles... Oh, sorry, it's a peasant word. It would be happy to fuck you. <laughs> I know, tries not to be safe, offended. What the fuck did you just say? And, and Are you fraternizing with the humans, brother? And, uh, and Brother says, brother. I doubt y'all can cook anything as good as I got back here. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to stay with them for the night? If That's they're gonna, up to the That's a good idea, and, yeah. yeah. If they're willing to take us. Yeah. And I'll pick up my staff. Hop back on Rat. That's the horse's name, Rat? It's, it is now. I made a joke, <laughs> but it's official now. So you go through the woods um, a ways, uh, and you hang out with them for probably the evening to the end of the day. Maybe you swap stories, because you you and uh, Viverwin and... Uh, Ralal. Ralal and Durgamir all know each other from the time long ago when mm -hmm. they met. Um, and when you get back to their camp, you see that there's other Scoia'tael archers and commandos there. They're mostly elves, which is why they may not have been 
even with your all dwarf group they may have mm-hmm. been distrusting of it um but you also see there it's not just them they also have like two different families with like kids that are like there elven? yeah elven children i wonder if that's one of the groups they're trying to traffic out and uh Rulal says yes see we have very precious things regarding trying to get out of Rodania. I'm sorry that it came to that, but I'm glad no one was injured. It could have been much worse. Looking at what you are protecting, I would have gladly laid down my life. And you enjoy a nice evening with them? Is there anything you want to do as you like have supper? Anything you want to ask, say? Would they happen to have a bow for sale that a certain <laughs> member of our party could it's buy? It's like, I'd buy do you it bring from it up? them. Do you want to bring it up, Ineth? Um, seems like they have. Do you want many me to bring bells. it up? Ineth, Ineth um, looks at uh, Vev and goes, um, "Oh, Vev, if uh, if they were they were willing, ah, uh, I would like to buy a bull, but I'm afraid to ask." She she knows she's not persona number one here. <laughs> she's keeping her head down and just trying to be like, you know, she works with an elf and a dwarf and all of them. Not that type of human trying to, you know, like I got money, I'd buy it. Are crowns any use to you? A little bit. More so to Magnus as he is more interfacing with the rest of the world. What about a witcher? A witcher? You offering your services here, Thurgamir? Ralal, my my friend needs it, a ranged weapon, and I cannot think of a better bow than proper Scoia'tael weaponry. Well, these aren't these aren't the best in the world, but we have we have weapons to spare, and and if just I, kind of waves awkwardly, <laughs> I'd be happy to release one free of charge. I insist. Oh, free? I How like, much do you want to give him? Oh, I can pay. How much does a bow cost? Usually 475 crowns for a, long, <laughs> for a long bow. Is that what you're looking at? I only have 101. What? I'll give him 200. Give him 200? Yeah. Okay. Should I put some in? Because I got... It. If you'd like to. Yeah, um, I got I got 101. How much should I put in? Do you want to give 50? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I do 51. Be nice. Okay. Now well, I have he, 50 even. He takes the money. He's like, this is... She says... Very generous. Use, oh, use that to help. I would have given it up for free just before the misunderstanding, but yes, uh, I I will not say no to a gift or an exchange. I do not I do not like to see children in danger. All right. So yay! There you go. Take a take a longbow. Yay! Finally, and at a discount. Woohoo! All right. Anything else we want to do? Nope. Just going to chat with my brethren. Do I know anybody else here? Uh, Do no. people know my parents? Maybe a few. Um, know that your parents were involved in the Scoia'tael, or, but they'll know you directly. Or have they heard of me? I imagine that I am a... I mean, probably, but not everyone. This, yeah. this here is my friend Viverwin. She's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> she can uh, do Dergamir, were you about oh, to say something? Oh, she casts a mean fire. Um, think for the moment right now. I'm just going to say that Durgamir spends a significant amount of time talking with Rolal mm-hmm. through the evening. But as he's sitting in the camp, he's just overwhelmed with a sense of nostalgia, uh-huh. I guess. Ooh. Sense of home, if you would. <laughs> Remembering his time escaping the pogrom years and years ago. Mm-hmm. 
and just looking around at the the families and all of the displaced uh, individuals and that's going to be what he talks about with Ralal for the majority of the evening okay is just what exactly is going on how their operation is working and that kind of thing just kind of getting to know what's going on right and Ralal fills you in because uh, he trusts you this is a relatively newish operation at least new to here they've tried to other places where obviously things have gone bad but they're just trying to it's kind of like a pseudo underground railroad exit point for elves in particular they're a lot less persecuted way up north than like Kovir where you guys came from people don't really care as much uh, there particularly and some people coming out of Redania want to get to Kovir so they can sail to places like Skellige or other spots to get away because going south would be a lot more perilous because you got to go through like the war zone basically uh, where Nilfgaard's invading Temeria currently so I mean he just kind of fills you in on their situation uh, this group in particular with having a family with, with kids is very rare, like super duper rare. So that's why they were on high alert. alert. Um, but still mostly it's like, you know, just elven fugitives that they've been able to smuggle out of prisons, uh, cities, different places. But yeah, um, does he have anything to add? The morning comes and the caravan troops ready to set off again. Everyone's had a good time. Uh, what do you all want to do? Unless somebody says something, head out. Okay. But I imagine somebody's going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we got an elf and a witcher here? They know the people. But at least say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that would have already happened before we were shoving off. Yeah. Right, right. Um, as the party gets up to leave then, uh, he's going to look at Viverwen specifically and just say... Now y'all know I can't go with you now. Oh, you're, I ain't too surprised that you're that. You look like you was awful comfortable last night. <laughs> you really like these people, don't you? He has a soft spot for us. Oh, what you know, a witcher with a soft spot. He'll nudge, he'll nudge Dergmir. I'm gonna miss you, buddy. It was an awful great time catching up with you. Likewise, I definitely wish you all the best. Um, okay, so he'll shake Ina's arm again. Firm handshake. Symmetry. Yeah, firm handshake. Or grasp the forearm in a handshake. The, 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 what's the name yep. of the handshake? The yeah. forearm Are you handshake? talking the predator handshake or a forearm <laughs> handshake? Because they're two different. I don't know forearm the difference. Forearm handshake is... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that what one. I'm thinking. Predator handshake is... No, no. I'm thinking the forearm one. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> It's yeah, when both people one. suddenly get bulging muscles regardless of how strong they are. Yeah. <laughs> and they just kind of do like this, like an arm wrestle in the air. And <laughs> it's full metal sweaty. alchemist handshake. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, no, I'm talking yeah. forearm yeah. shake. <laughs> That's the predator handshake. So, so he'll he'll clasp forearms with Ineth and tap her on the shoulder with the other hand. Just say, y'all take care now. He'll pat Nug on the head. And then... Um, He'll, again, turn to Viverwin and just say, you know, I think I just need to finish what I'd started with these people. 
and I'd, I'd like to be able to keep this family together as much as possible. I don't think, even in my lifetime, we are going to see the finish of this. Well, damned if we don't try. And Fuck yeah. he'll walk over to, to Nug and he'll bend down again and he's, he's gonna uh, point at his goat medallion and he's gonna say, you know, I might have lied to you, Nug, just a little bit. Oh. This medallion you got here, it's not suiting of a witcher. And he's gonna yank it off his neck. <gasps> and then he's gonna take his medallion. <gasps> Holy crap! <laughs> Dang! And give it to Nug. And then just walk off into the sunset. Nug is left stammering, and you just kind of... I thought you were going to help my people! <laughs> as, uh, as, as he walks away, you'll just kind of hear Nug go, I, 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 I... I hope Nug, I you're bleeding. That was a chain he ripped off of you. <laughs> I, I hope I see you good, my good friend. And then he's Nug just, will walk he's away. He's still yeah. walking. This is a big deal, and Nug knows it. So, so Nug as just... The, the three of you coalesce, come back to the caravan, start riding down in your beat-up wagon to lie to the next village you see. Uh, we see as in the distance on the edge of the forest, uh, atop their horses, both Durgamir and Magnus, as they watch the party go off into the, the sunset, proverbially, even though it's midday. Um, <laughs> and then they turn around and disappear back into the woods. And that is where we're going to end today's episode. Thank you so much, Micah, for showing up. First time mentioning. Was First fun time to have on you. the show. <laughs> These past two episodes we've done have been just such a joy, and we love that we got to have you on. Yeah. Uh, Durgamir has been great. Oh, this is fantastic. What a, what a nice little arc for him. Yeah. Thank you so much. Anything you want to say before we head off? Yeah, um, I mean, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a blast. Um, I I was really, really hoping that I was going to be able to get a chance to play this game, and especially <laughs> be able to play this game with, mm-hmm. with y'all. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks All for right. uh, so. Thanks for making me a Western. There you go. <laughs> here's a, here's here's the word that I kind of want us to ruminate on as we break. Is the Witcher a Western? Goodbye, everyone! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work at youtube.com slash Music. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash michaelgelfie. Our special theme for this week is Desolation by Wastelander, composed by Brendan St. Gillet. Our theme music for this season was composed by Alexander Nakarada. 
You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.